We have said it before, and we will say it again. This podcast has four. Well, really three good ankles that we would gladly let a vol snap if it meant protecting our dear, beloved Jalen Waddle. But sigh. Waddle, baby, Waddle. We're back after a hiatus. We needed a break, so we took a damn break, and then everything got canceled. It's been a month or something. Who knows? The show must go on. Though we wish it didn't, quite frankly. Welcome to the year's sixth edition of Ounce Tooth Heroes, the podcast. Produced by Ian Petty, as always, we are proud to be sponsored by Druid City Brewing Company. Since we last spoke, the Tide beat the Vol again. Barn cheated, obviously, again. And one faithful listener came oh so close to hitting the parlay of a lifetime, but he didn't because I suck. And we'll get to all of that. But first, a two-part question for my co-host, Ellis Metz. Today, Metzy, first and foremost, what are you drinking? And secondly, it's been a minute. What in the hell have you been up to during our hiatus? Hello, Gregory. It is good to be Metz, back here. Metz, Metz, Just talking to the microphone like a normal person. Just just like this? Talk like a normal person. Okay, okay. All right. Sorry. It's been a minute. I kind of forgot how we did this here. All right. Let's see. First things first, Gregory. You know, I like to come on the show drinking smooth tequila, feeling like George Clooney, but not tonight. Tonight, I feel like wine box Brittany. It's a Boda box. It's a white wine of some varietal. You know, it's not my proudest moment, but we do what we can to numb the pain of a season without Jalen Waddle. Am I right? Uh, in response to your second question, well, let's see. Since we last spoke, I have uh, I found a nice pumpkin muffin recipe that I've really been enjoying. Uh, added a couple of Nintendo 64 games to my system. Uh, NFL Blitz and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Love that, Tony Hawk. And gambling's now legal in the state of Tennessee, so that has uh, obviously been a good thing for both my mental and financial health. How about yourself? Did I ever tell you Tony Hawk fucked my high school girlfriend? I I can't remember that coming up, no. Well, that happened. It was at a skate show in Pensacola, but she ended up getting married on a set of jet skis off, uh, so I feel like I won that one. But yeah, that happened, and I'm kind of bitter about it. Um, anyway, what am I drinking? Um, right now, I'm on a big old uh, bottle of red wine. Just deep into it. You have no idea. <laughs> what have I been up to? Mostly hurricanes, really. They're, you know, mm-hmm. I moved home when there have been nothing but hurricanes. Uh, and the Tony Hawk thing, that's really bothering me a lot now. That's going to haunt me for a minute. Uh, let's see. I can't believe we're going to talk about the last game like it didn't happen a month ago, but here we are, and it's a glorious thing to revisit. Your Alabama Crimson Tide did the very thing we're done for the last 14 years on the third, fourth Saturday in October, steamrolling the volunteers, and your final score was 48-17. Plenty of good things to talk about, but as is so often the case in our lives, we're going to start with the bad. Let's just talk about it. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. And, you know, I realized last night that actually the only play I remember from this entire game is, of course, the opening kickoff. I uh, had my cigar there in my shirt pocket. The bourbon was really shifting into high gear on a nice Saturday afternoon. And then 
Yeah, on a tackle that looked eerily similar to the one that injured Tua against the Vols last year, uh, Jalen Waddle went down awkwardly and we later learned snapped his right ankle. Lots to discuss there, obviously. I mean, the saddest and most important storyline is the setback for this really talented young man who was, by all accounts, a great teammate and, by at least one account, a stone-cold lock for the 2020 Heisman Trophy Award. Uh there, there were plenty of bad takes coming out of this. You know, it is 2020 after all. The epicenter of the take quake, however, was the unexceptional mind of newly minted ESPN College Game Day uh, host, I guess, David Pollock, who said that this injury automatically ended Alabama's national title hopes. And here's the thing, TBQH, Pollock should be right about that. I mean, Waddle is a singular talent who would be the best player on literally any team in the country. But the gap between Jalen Waddell and the rest of the skill players on Alabama's offense is significantly smaller than it would be anywhere else in the nation. And so, you know, I think we will survive. I think we can, and we'll talk about what that's going to take. It is a brutal loss for this team and for any fan of college football, but Gregory, there are there are whispers already starting, and your boys are hearing things because we read AL.com that that imply Jalen Waddle could potentially be back for a playoff game. If there is a playoff game, who even knows anymore? Uh, all right, Gregory, tell me what you think. I bought a plant today and named it Jalen. Mm. Yeah, mm. that happened. Uh unrelated to your requiem for Waddle. Uh, I want to talk about one thing because as I predicted, Clemson lost to Notre Dame and that throws a wrench into this entire deal. It's a bit more, has a bigger impact on the playoff than I think anybody is realizing. Well, probably most people realize that I'm just dumb. Clemson's schedule is trash, but if they win the rematch in the ACC championship game, Clemson is back in. So really, that only leaves room for one Southeastern Conference team, assuming Ohio State gets in and they are going to truck Indiana this year, this week, and get in. So I feel like that's a done deal. So to answer your question, we have to beat Florida in the championship game. And without Waddle and Kyle Trask against our defensive backs, this is not a matchup that our treasure. Uh, but back to your boy Waddle, he does have a backup who has been, been very highly touted from either Monroe or as they get across the river, they call themselves West Monroe, uh, on Slade Bolden, who again is rocking the Garrick Dieter haircut. And so how could he go wrong? Tell me what you know, tell me what you know about him. Well, your, your mastery of the Monroe, West Monroe dialect is it's impressive. very different. It is impressive. No, I, I mean, first and foremost, I think Bolden's Garrick Dieter hairstyle is a huge advantage coming into the locker room. Uh, Saban seems like he really likes what Bolden has to offer. You know, he's kind of painted him of a Wes Welker type player, somebody with great hands who really gets off the line quick, a gritty player deceptively fast you know he brings his lunch pail in every day first one in last one out kind of situation we get it uh, we get it he's white we get it he is a white guy okay um but elsewhere on the third saturday things were less horrible matt joker jones was again stellar beginning a heisman campaign if you will 
now that someone has fallen out, finishing with 387 yards, no interceptions, and one rushing touchdown. Yeah, and by the way, on that note, did you notice that we use the QB sneak a lot? It felt like we ran the QB sneak a lot, which, I don't know, feels unnecessary when there's a Najee Harris in your backfield. Do I strike you as the type of man who pays attention to anything? Mm, That's an excellent point. All right, moving on to LSU. Let's see, a game at the time of this pod that uh, looked like it was happening. No, 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 no. No, that did not happen. Somebody threw a party at LSU. And then they probably raped a woman and the university covered it up, but I digress. This week, Ellis, we have Kentucky, the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky. Okay. All right. Let me – I brought the wrong notes. Yeah, okay. See I but I, I have some knowledge. You have. I know you have none. Uh, but I'm about to drop that knowledge here, and here it comes. Take cover. Kentucky has made a habit of playing well on one side of the ball – but not the other side of the ball. Usually the defense steps up and they can't score worth a damn. But last week they let Vandy drop 35 on them. Vandy has legitimately one of the worst offenses in all of these United States of college football. Only other bit of knowledge that I have is that Mac Jones was originally a Kentucky commit. Was he really? I actually had no idea about that and, I guess if I'm being honest, that makes him feel a bit tainted. <laughs> Taint. Honestly, I hate you. Yeah, well, Gregory, as usual, joke's on you because you could never hate me as much as I hate me. And if you don't believe me, here, my friend, is proof I actually watched that UK Vandy game you just mentioned. And let me just say, the Cats defense was an absolute blazing porta potty atop a dumpster fire. The Cats won that game by a final score of 38 to 35 at home against a Vanderbilt team who I cannot stress this enough is literally struggling to field a full team. Some guy for the doors threw for 225 yards on the ground. The doors racked up 175 yards. All this in a game that many people are calling the milk spill at Kroger field. Literally that can't be calling people that n- nobody's calling that that. That, that I, can't be. I, I I think they are. I've heard it. So this is like Fox News. Many people are calling something something. Many people are calling that game the milk spill yeah, at Kroger Field. Anyway, looking back at the cat season to date, we've never trusted these cats uh, since they lost all our monies on week one by failing to cover at Auburn. That's right. They were kind of a, a preseason dark horse, totally shat the bed there. They were sexy. People were all just just all horny for Kentucky. When are we going to stop getting horned up for a stoops? I, you know, you know, when that day comes, let me know. But until then. <laughs> all right. Anyway, until then, I don't want to know what you're doing over you there. Just don't. Don't. Uh, let's not talk no, about it. Be honest. No. All right. To your point, Gregory, they do occasionally do at least one of the things well in order to win a football game. For instance, they beat Tennessee handily. And for that, we thank them. Uh, They successfully took SEC football back an entire two decades when they lost 14-3 to to the Georgia Bulldogs. That was the most recent game before the aforementioned milk spill at Kroger Field. Okay, that's not a thing. We need to stop. I think it's a thing now. I'm sorry to say. I hate it, but here we are. Uh, 
if the cats do have a player to watch, and again, it is often hard to watch, that would be their sophomore running back, Chris Rodriguez, who against Vanderbilt a ran Mexican? For, I did wonder about that. It seems to be. <laughs> hey, Carol. It's, yeah, yeah. Seems to be signaling something I there. If I don't know what. We should check his papers. Carol would. He ran for 109. <laughs> Mr. Rodriguez ran for 149 yards and two touchdowns on just 13 carries against that trash ass Vanderbilt defense. And, well, That's the game. Call. Don't call it that. No, <laughs> you don't. know which game don't, I'm talking don't, about. Don't. <laughs> All right. All right. I digress. That stat, 149 yards on 13 carries, actually did lead me to look up who in the hail is calling plays for this Cats offense. But Gregory, before we get there, I have an important question. Yeah. Do you hate a cat? See, that's a problem. Not really. Their biggest football achievement is losing to Nick Saban on that hilarious Hail Mary they mm-hmm. love bourbon. Mm-hmm. They love a fat quarterback. I love, you know, look, I'm, I'm not going to judge anybody who likes fat people. And occasionally they beat a vol. They do beat a vol occasionally, and it is so adorable when they do. But because this podcast is all about hashtag research, I did some. I found my notes. Really? And here's what I've learned. Yes, it turns out this year's Kentucky Wildcat team, the 2020 version, have co Offensive coordinators and Gregory, that's another side rant. Hate. I hate that more than a bisexual. Why? <laughs> well, I wasn't prepared for the biphobia here, but. Well, you know, I mean, you got to pick one. I mean, you got two offensive coordinators, pick one. Well, yeah, that. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> one of their offensive coordinators' names is Eddie. I'm just hating on everything tonight. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, I, I red wine does weird things to a man. Generally, pro some of these things. Anyway, <laughs> uh, listener, if you need a reason to hate a cat, I think this is your shot. Eddie Grand coached at Auburn under one Tommy Tuberville. From 1999 to 2008. I mean, we're talking long time tuber buds here. Uh, Then he moved from Auburn to Tennessee in 2009. With that Auburn team, he oversaw first round running backs, Ronnie Brown, Carnell Williams. I'm just going to say it. I hate this man more than Greg hates clowns. It is literally impossible to hate anything more than I hate a clown. And a midget, mm. Frank. I, but I, I really, I can't stand a clown. But I probably hate a midget more. Um, but really, is there are there reasons to hate a cat? I mean, they pay their basketball team more than most small town physicians. But honestly, I respect that hustle. I mean, shout out Red Elephant Club and Mitch McConnell. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going off a little bit too much. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Mitch McConnell. Well, <laughs> hey. anyway, let's let's move right along to the thing that we know even less about wagering. Yeah, there are some games on the slate this weekend. But then again, there may not be games this weekend. Could be canceled. We could be in the middle of a race war by then. Who's to say? But if there is one, we aren't on your side, Carol, and wear your damn mask. Swear to God, get away from people. Social distance. All right. Now then, let's look at the games and who we hate, including our hate of the week. But first, story time. One listener, oh, one 
dear treasured listener, and not even listener Fred, though. Shout out. Hey, Fred. Yeah, thank you. Listener Andrew Ingalls sent us a screenshot of the bet he'd made, I guess, call it two or three Saturdays ago, whenever we were sad enough to do this again. Uh, He combined all of Gregory's hates from the last show. I mean, it literally shows more self-loathing than we knew a person could even have. But he did that. Mm. And then by early evening Saturday night, as the sun was finding its home in the Western Hemisphere, listener Andrew Ingalls was four for four with only one game remaining. And yet, as it's done so many times before, Greg's cock let him down in Baton Rouge. I hate you. I literally I can't stand to. you. I, I had to. Different I had to. Apply in, within. I'm so sorry. Uh, the, it's true. It's true. The, I know the now most champless South Carolina Gamecocks came nowhere close to within the six points they needed to cover against LSU. R.I.P. to Will Muschamp. Rip to the parlay, but listener Andrew, the story of your bravery and stupidity that day will be passed on for generations. Anyway, where were we? Well, <laughs> we have a lot of things to talk about. Let's just get on with the gambling and move away from my dick, shall we? Uh, first up, uh, Moo travels to Georgia, where the Georgia Bulldogs are a 24 point favorite. Who are you hating, Metsy? You know, at this point in the season, I'm inclined to say that Georgia is not great. I I don't think they're bad necessarily, but I just think they're probably not very special. I think their quarterback play uh, has severely limited them, which is what happens when you're racist and scare off uh, Justin Fields. (laughs) It's weird how that tends to play out. Yeah, so I'm going to hate a dog here. I think Moo hangs in. They don't win, but they keep it within 24. How about you? Who you hate? Uh... Let's see. Uh, Moo, frankly, Moo scores less than me in Baton Rouge. Hello. Um, anyway, I, I just don't. 24 feels like a little low. Uh, legitimately, Moo can't score. Uh, and Georgia at home, I feel like it's going to do a number on them. I am hating on a Moo. Okay, fair enough. And I'm sorry to have to bring it up again, but the right. South Carolina football team. Could you leave uh, me alone? I, I Listen, I'm just going to, the South Carolina football team. You make one bisexual joke, I swear to God. That was harsh. Uh, they are going to be at home where the Mizzou Tigers are now. I think that game opened where Mizzou was a one-ish point fave and looking now at six and a half oh, points in Mizzou's fave, in Mizzou's yeah. Uh, favor, yeah. They don't have a coach. Can we talk about the coach thing? What, what's your what's your takes there? Okay, let's talk about South Carolina coach Hugh Freeze. Um, <laughs> because I really don't see is there anybody else on the college football landscape who is more appealing, aside from his minor escort issues. Is there anybody right now who's more appealing on the college football landscape than Hugh Freeze? It's not even close. I mean, the Coastal Carolina guy is getting some attention. Bobby, Billy, Napier down in Louisiana is a former Bama guy who's also going to be a good head coach. That's a good choice. That would be a good choice. I don't feel like I don't feel like he would take the job. He's looking for something better than Carolina. 
Ooh, that's a hot take. I no, I mean Hugh Freeze is far and away the favorite, and honestly, I am happy with him going to South Carolina. My biggest fear is that Tennessee gets cold feet seeing this happen, fires Jeremy Pruitt, and then they bring in Hugh Freeze, which I would not enjoy Ooh. at all. That is an interesting little tidbit that I have not thought about. Mm. Are they gonna? You think the Vol are gonna? The Vol is gonna get rid of Pruitt after this year? I, I think there's a chance. I don't expect they will, but if things go downhill from here and some other schools start jumping off and they need to make a call to get a good name, I think there's a chance. But surely... So what you're telling me is uh, Fred hasn't walked down the down the street to Fat Phil's house and found out. Well, I don't know that it's come up in their conversations to date around the no, beehives. I, but I am suggesting that it should because we need to know these things. Well, and you know, my other theory there is that Phil will do anything to put himself as at least an interim coach. I think he would be happy to just get like a couple of games with an interim title. I absolutely believe that if, I mean, I don't know how they're two and four right now. I'm not sure how much more disastrous it could get, but if they just continue to lose, I absolutely see fat Phil installing himself as the head coach for the last two games. It would be, I mean, the Game of Thrones memes alone would be worth it. Oh my God, that's beautiful. I know. All um, right, anyway, Mizzou, yeah. six and a half at South Carolina. Um, Honestly, that line feels right. I'm going to, you know what? I'm. Sometimes teams respond to situations like this. And I'm just going to take a flyer on the cock and say, you know what? They're, that team is going to respond to whomever they're, assistant coach that they promoted uh, to finish the season is. And I am going to hate on a tiger here. What about yourself? All right. And I'm about to drop some news that may make you regret that decision in the wake, in the wake of coach boom's departure. uh, The Cox two best defensive players have both opted out for the rest of the season. And they're suspecting that others may follow. So that could still happen. Maybe the second teamers come on and they all buy in. Everybody sings Kumbaya and they pull off. Is that okay. You can do that right now. I feel like that's a choice you had to make early. Mm -mm. You can't just opt out whatever you feel like it. Well, I'm afraid in 2020 rules you can. And actually, a bunch of people have. I've seen a few across the country. But, yeah, wow. a couple big names from South there Carolina no more did. There are no more rules. I mean, no. yeah. Okay. All so, right, well, for that reason, probably, I have named. I'm probably wrong. So, like, don't be a dumbass and, like, do a parlay on my picks again. Uh, but, anyway, that's I'm sticking with it. I've already, you know, I've already chosen one. So, go for it. What about what well. In news that will certainly please noted biphobe Gregory, <laughs> my hate of the week is the cock right now. Really? All right. Next up, and I've got some hot knowledge on this one, too, that I just read. LSU travels to Arkansas. Arkansas is a two-point favorite, as they should be. And it was pointed out on the Twitter this today that last year, LSU was a 41-point favorite against Arkansas because Arkansas was hot trash. Mm -hmm. This year, Arkansas is a two-point favorite. And that is, nobody can find find the different one that was a larger swing Uh in the point spread from year to year. Interesting? Not so much. But nevertheless, that's what I've got. Um, How you feeling? I don't know. That's kind of, that's an incredible stat. I was here for it. Who do you hate? Um, I... 
I think LSU's more or less done at this point. I just can't imagine that they've got any fight in them. They don't have a quarterback in them. Uh, I I am hating a Tiger here going with Arkansas to cover two. Hog will bomb LSU. Hate LSU here. Ooh, was that was that a hate of the week? Oh, the week? I dare I dare I forgot. That is in fact my hate of the week. Hate of the week of the week of the Thank week. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Uh, here in Nashville, I guess is what this says. Uh, there is a game between the aforementioned Vanderbilt Commodores and there are some guys who are throwing passes uh, and one Kyle Trask. And I want to pause here. I know we're doing a lot of digressing, but Gregory, are you buying the Kyle Trask Heisman campaign? No, I'm not buying the Heisman, the, the Heisman campaign. I am buying them as a playoff contender. I could not agree more. I yeah, Trask isn't going to play anybody or do anything spectacular enough no. to win I the mean, Heisman. here's the thing about Trask is if you're going to give Trask the Heisman, give it to Mac Jones because uh, Mac Jones is Kyle Trask, but just a little bit better. Uh, Mac has not missed a throw. Trask misses a few. They're both outstanding quarterbacks, and I'm not taking anything away from Trask. He's great, but – you know, if if Trask wins it, it's because he's sitting at Florida and not Alabama. Uh, I just – he's not as good as Mac Jones unless he just shows out in the championship game. Yeah, could could not agree more. He's also not as handsome as Mac Jones. I don't no know if that is. factors in or not. All right, Florida, 31-point faves. Vanderbilt, who you hate, Gregory? Despise the door. Okay. Leaving it there. I mean, I'll, I'll just say, look, Florida. I mean, if Florida is looking really, really good. I, I, Thirty-one is absurd, and I'm going to harken back to what I just said earlier. Last year, LSU was a 41-point favorite against Vanderbilt, and I honestly think this Florida team is 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 a top three or four team. Uh, I see no reason why they can't win this game by 40 or 50 points. So. Yeah, a hating door here. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, since week one, when Vandy went into halftime against Georgia, I think down seven to five, something like that. Yeah. That was the start of me losing so many bets against Vanderbilt this year. I mean, those nerdy little bastards have hired the chess team to come in and somehow spoil every every slate that I put up on Saturday. They're not even getting paid to play SEC football, Gregory. That's and yet sad. these kids keep showing up and covering the spread. Oh, and Gregory, listen, you and I well know the definition of stupidity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, which is exactly why I am yet again hating a door here. <laughs> I know it is bound to be another painful, heartbreaking loss, but I've got to hate the doors here. Go find me, Ellis Metz Rent. Anyway, next up. I don't know what to say here. This was written down on this outline for me to talk about. Ole Miss was going to be at A&M, uh, and A&M was a nine-point favorite. But then somehow I read, we're not in, apparently that is postponed. Ole Miss, at some point in the last couple of days, doesn't know who they're playing. Like, it could be a surprise Egg Bowl. Like, Mississippi State could be, like, be playing them, and we don't know 
but or, or it might not even be Mississippi State. They don't know who they're playing. But before we get to hates, can I ask you this? Should this be how college football is? You just don't know who you're playing. Like you, some dice are rolled somewhere. Somebody draws a queen, and all of a sudden you're playing Rutgers. Is that what should be happening? I sort of love it. I mean, it would never fly in the SEC. People just take this far too seriously. But the Pac-12 pulled it off. They threw threw together a Sunday game at the last minute. Yeah. I'm all for it. Me too. I mean, that's like I, I would. You know, you get no time to prepare. Here's you drew you you know you drew slippery rock. They run the RPO. Get ready. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not against it. Anyway, um, in lieu of that game, Ohio State is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite against the upstart Indiana Hoosiers. Got any takes? I mean, I am loving the Windiana momentum and have actually watched them a couple times now. think they are a good top 25 team. They are not the number nine team in the country, and they are not anywhere near Ohio State's level. I am big-time hating a Hoosier. Yeah, they're going to get their ass whipped. Uh, and while we are here, producer Ian's 4-4 four four Pit Panthers are back at Heinz Field and catching three points against the Hokie, who you hate. Oh, man, this one, poor, poor producer Petty. He just, you know, after that Notre Dame game, it's all been downhill. But this is a chance for Pitt to pick up the pieces and make something of this 2020 season that wasn't but I don't think they're going to do it. I don't know. I think I think Hokie is bouncing back from their uh, Liberty loss to aforementioned Hugh Freeze. I know they won last week against Miami. I think I think they pull it out here, probably right around three. But I I have to hate a pants. I got no opinion. I know nothing about who they're playing. I mean, I watched Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech I feel like is that mid ACC team who. It's just a mid-ACC team. They might play well. They might play like trash. I honestly don't know and don't care. Uh, So Pitt could pull one out of their ass. They could also get run out of Heinz Field. I don't know. Some years it's Wake Forest. Some years it's NC State. You just never know. Exactly. Yep. All right. And then uh, before we get to the real game at hand, there is a game down on the plains where the Vol are 10-point dogs to the barn. Gregory? I am rooting for a meteor. That's all I'm going to say. All about. right. Yep. Nope. That's a good take. Uh, if I if you put a gun to my head, I think I am hating a vol here, and primarily because their quarterback play continues to be so hilariously trash. And I learned right before this podcast, I googled. Use the Google. Vol uh, quarterback coach is one Chris Winky. He is, in fact, the ball quarterback coach. And last night I was watching the NFL. I don't know who was on, but uh, acclaimed ball quarterback Tyler Bray made oh, an that's appearance. That's right. That's right. And he played very volish, as is the best description I can give you. As he is wont to do. I thought you were going to tell me Chris Winky once stole your girlfriend in Pensacola. <laughs> don't see. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Again, again. I'm sorry. Uh, again, uh, looking for a new host. Um, anyway, finally, your uh, Crimson Tide is hosting the Kentucky Wildcats. The Tide's a 31-point favorite. Tell me what you think, brother. Who do you hate? I mean, this is just a game we need to get out of without injury. I suspect it will be very boring, uh, which is okay as long as there are no injuries. I hope it's a steady dose of Najee pounding the rock 
maybe get some other guys um, some some playing time. And we should shout out Trey Sanders, who was in a serious car wreck, apparently. Yeah, but, right? Yeah, I think he had surgery and seems to be recovering fine. But Do we I, know if he's out for the year or what? Not that it matters what his yeah, playing right. status is, but just that's what we do in this podcast. What... What, is he out? What's 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 happening? Uh, How's this help? If anyone could tweet us that, we would be much obliged. Trey, if you're listening, just right. let us hey. know, buddy. We're thinking well, about you. Know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I would love to see the ground game really impose itself and the defense not let anybody score. And so I'm kind of expecting that. I'm going to go final here. Tied 44, Cats 3. Hate a cat. Okay, gotcha. Also hating a cat. Um, I do think I scroll a little bit more than that. Some garbage points at the end. My final score is your tide, 55. The UK cat, 14. All right. And that will do it for another edition of Hounds Tooth Heroes. And as always, we will try to do better next week, but I can't promise you a damn thing. Thank you to Bo and Elliot and all the very, very good people at Druid City Brewing Company for keeping us in the tastiest of sides when we're in Tuscaloosa. You should do the same. Take us home, my man. All right, Gregory. Jalen, we miss you. We love you. Gregory, miss you. Love you. Y'all be good. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.